In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. May the Lord bestow upon us his mercy, blessing, grace, and wisdom now and ever today, each holy Amen. <clears throat> today uh, we read the gospel from the first Sunday of the blessed month of Ta'ud, which is, um, uh, as you know, we celebrated the new year last uh, Sunday of the Coptic calendar. And uh, today we heard the gospel um, where the Lord Jesus Christ himself praises the great um, saint and um, witness uh, John the Baptist. <clears throat> and the Lord said that he came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. And he rebukes the people of God for, uh, not the people of God, the people in, of the city for not being able to have the proper mindset when it came to looking at others. Right? So um, the problem was not with him, but with them. Um, and the same thing he happened with John the Baptist. Regardless of, of the circumstances of the, the, around the people, whether it was positive or negative, whether it was good or bad, whether it was A or B, they were negative. <clears throat> right? Um, he said, the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say he is a glutton and, and, and a wine bibber or drunkard, <clears throat> a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And, um, but John the Baptist came not eating, and, um, and you say he has a demon. Um, so here, in, in a sense, um, the Lord is, is commending the, the righteous saint for offering the perfect sacrifice of his, of his service and his life. If you know, how, how old did they have to be before they started their ministry in the Old Testament custom? In order for them to teach, they had to be 30, right? And how much older? So John the Baptist probably started um, at, at that time, just like the Lord Jesus Christ started at that time. How much older was John the Baptist than the Lord Jesus Christ? If you look at the gospel, six months. Six months. So he, God prepared him 30 years to sacrifice and to serve six months, right? <clears throat> so he, uh, one person once said the concept of, uh, about the concept of sacrifice. He says, the stem of greatness, or like the, the blossom or the fruit of greatness, um, flows from the seed of sacrifice. Um, so if there is going to be a great person like John the Baptist, right, it comes from the foundation of sacrifice. <clears throat> and I think this is one of the main messages that the Lord and the church is trying to teach us today. Um, and uh, the second message is that no matter how good or holy or righteous we may be, that will not prevent um, the devil or, or the weakness of others to accuse us of wrong. Um, and this is proven in the life of John the Baptist and, of course, our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, so, even though God allows it, He also allows blessing and, and to, to blossom from this. Um, and what does this stem from? It stems from the work of the devil. Um, there's a nice story in the life of Anthony um, written by St. Athanasius. Um, and uh, 
many of the church fathers worried about what happens after death. Um, but St. Anthony got to see it for his own eyes. Um, as as St. Athanasius writes, when, when he, so he was praying, um, he stood up to pray before the ninth hour, as was the custom, before uh, eating. Um, and um, at that time, all of a sudden, his spirit left the body. And the angels started escorting him to, um, to paradise. Um, and then he saw another company of devils um, coming to accuse. Um, and as St. Athanasius says, they were, they were bent, or their whole goal was to prevent him from passing through. Um, and uh, the angels themselves, his guides, offered resistance, but others demanded to know what plea he was, uh, what reason did they have for not, um, for allowing him to pass. So they started to accuse him of, of different things, things that he did, things that he didn't do. Um, and... Uh, and shortly after this, that, that happened, um, instead of, a, so he passed that stage and they started to continue again. Um, and then all of a sudden, he, he found himself back in his body again and he forgot to eat and he spent the rest of the day in prayer, as St. Athanasius says. Um, and, uh, the, but the idea here of the story is that the job of the devil and his angels is to convict us of the things that we have done and even the things that we have not done. He is the great accuser, as is described in the book of Revelation. Um, and he says he accuses the brethren um, day and night, um, but he has been cast down, uh, as what happens in the book of Revelation. <clears throat> so um, uh, today we'll talk more about how to respond to the accusations of others. So here the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as John the Baptist, were accused of of a sinful life, um, yet it turned out that, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ is perfect. He is alone without sin. Um, but even him, um, they accused him of many things. So uh, we'll just take uh, um, a, a couple of quotes from um, uh, one of the 6th century um, writers, monastic fathers, um, Dorotheus of Gaza. And he wrote about uh, the spiritual life, but also he was a master of the, cycle, the, the, the struggles that happen inside the mind. Um, and I think this is a virtue that helps tremendously in, circum, in the circumstance when we are being accused. Um, and he says, um, in, the, in this instance, the idea is for us to accuse ourselves before we wait for others to accuse us. Um, <clears throat> and no one likes to be in a position where we think we're living a good life, and then we leave the flesh, and we find all the accusations of the, the evil one, and most of them, or all of them, are true, and so we're not allowed to pass. Um, that's a scary uh, thought. Um, but for the righteous, no, it's, it's smooth sailing, even though there still is an accusation brought forth. Um, but nothing sticks. So... Um, uh, what does Dorotheus of Gaza write? He says, um, let us examine, um, brethren, how it is that one time a man hears a disparaging remark and passes it by without being disturbed, and another time he hears it and immediately he's disturbed. So he's saying, someone tells you something wrong one time, 
but it, it doesn't trouble you. And another time, it, you blow up. He said, um, what is the reason for such a difference? Um, or even certain people might never be troubled or oftentimes not troubled, right? And other people are troubled all the time, even if one person says or does one small thing, right? So he says, um, in general, he describes three different ways uh, on how to bear these uh, negative uh, things towards us. So the first one, <clears throat> he, he met a young monk um, that, that was untroubled by insults um, of, of the other monks. It, sometimes it does happen in, in the monastery, right? Um, and he said, okay, I'm going to go to this young monk and I'm going to ask him, what is the source of your patience? How, how did you bear these, these insults? Um, so uh, after he gave him a matanya uh, as, as the custom, so please, please um, speak to me. So he said, okay, all I have to do <laughs> is just regard them as trivialities or put up with them as a man puts up with a barking of dog. So just ignore the foolishness of people. And then he became very sad at the response. He said, obviously you have not found the way. Um, uh, and he made the sign of the cross and he went his way sad. He said, I, this is not the way. So some people are able to withstand the negativity of others because of their pride and their ignorance and um, their, their foolishness. They don't, want, they don't want to look inside. They, know the pro they think the problem is outside. Um, and this is a very dangerous position to be in. Hopefully none of us um, are. Because if you're like this, then what happens? Um, yes, you feel okay. But at the end, you're far from it. Um, and so we need to constantly look at ourselves. So the, the second source he begins to describe is our spiritual strength, right? Um, he says, he who has um, a, a strong spiritual life, um, he says, when a man is at prayer or spiritually at rest um, and in, in a good disposition spiritually, um, he's able to bear with his brother or sister and he's not disturbed. Um, so... Oftentimes, we might find this in our own spiritual life when we are strong spiritually. It doesn't matter what other people say because, um, yes, we recognize that we are sinners. And we also recognize in the grace and mercy and compassion of the Lord and our focus is not on heaven, on earth, but in heaven. And so these things are just things that pass by and they don't trouble us because we care more about um, how God thinks of us rather than what other people think. <clears throat> Um, and sometimes um, we are already in a bad spiritual state and we're just waiting for someone to say something so we can blow up. Like we're ready to blow up. That's the problem with us, not with the person who said this or that. And maybe they even mean um, anything negative by it. But because we're stressed or because we're already angry and frustrated, um, it, it's like a time bomb waiting uh, to blow um, so the third, uh, the third way is to develop a, a love or affection for the person who is attacking. Um, and it's easier said than done, but if we have love in our hearts, then we can bear it when our brother or sister says something negative. Um, like e even if, which is a rare case, but even if uh, what they say is not true, um, 
we still recognize, like, or we, we do what St. Stephen did in imitating the Lord Christ, forgive them for they do not know what they, what they do. <clears throat> okay? Um, but the typical reaction is what? I want to defend myself. I want to accuse the accuser. Yeah, but you did the same thing yesterday, kind of what happened in the story of Moses um, uh, that we read today. Right? We want to correct the... Un- well, you have, you have part of the information, but I need to correct you, and I have to defend myself in the matter. Here is the truth. So, say, uh, but the Lord got mad, right? And He cleansed the temple, so I have to have zeal to defend my integrity. Um, 99% of the time, there's not ne- no need for that. And if there is, God will do it for you. <laughs> um, so... Um, we're tempted to accuse others of judging us or finding out where they wronged in, in where they f- fell uh, or mistaken in accusing us of. Uh, and since this is the devil's method of operation, it's obvious that it's not proper for us Christians to use the same tactic as the devil does, right? Um, <clears throat> so the problem here, okay, so what's the solution and how to prevent this? The, the problem is it's not easily accepted because it doesn't make sense to, uh, to the, the average person who is not spiritually minded. Um, but for us who have the wisdom and power and spirit of God, it is our calling. Um, so what does uh, Dorotheus uh, of Gaza say? He says, um, the, the root cause of all of these disturbances, um, if we are to investigate it accurately, is that we don't accuse ourselves. So, um, like the story of St. Macarius, when a brother had fallen into sin, and all the monks found out, and they came uh, to his room to accuse him. Um, And there was... uh, So anyway, um, St. Macarius protected him, um, and so so there was another person in uh, in the room that he was falling into sin with, and... um, she hid in, in, in one of the big baskets. So, so Saint Ma- they all waited for St. Macarius to come, and everyone knew she was in the basket. So he came and did what? He sat on the basket, said, where is she? No, no one's here. So all the monks left. And then after the monks left, he turned to him, he said to, to his son, um, accuse yourself or correct yourself before others correct you. Um, and so this is, this is what... Um, Dorotheus of Gaza is saying, it says, we attempt to achieve peace of soul and to take a straight road to it, yet we never come to the point of accusing ourselves. Um, he says, if anything happened to him, some punishment, a dishonor, or any kind of trouble, he would accept it as if he deserved it, and he would never be put to confusion. That man would be completely free from worry. So he's saying, we're free from trouble, we're free from worry, if we're able to accuse ourselves quickly and, and strongly. <clears throat> um, and that gives us joy and peace. Because once we repent, we have joy, we have peace, we, we have comfort in the idea that we're sinners. Because we know that we're sinners. And if someone says you're a sinner, I say, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, not, <clears throat> it's not a bit. I already went through the whole process and I received grace and forgiveness and, and mercy from the Lord. Uh, forgive me because I know I, ha- I have this mistake. Um, it's a different uh, situation than when someone else comes and you're not in that same mode and say, yeah, but you did one, two, three, and I did this because four, five, six, and who are you to talk to me like this? 
That's usually, even if we don't say it, this is what we feel or what we think. Um, and so <clears throat> uh, he continues by saying, well, what, is, what if we're accused falsely? Um, and he says, uh, even if you feel that you're innocent in particular, um, you need to examine yourself in the fear of God. And you will, he says, you will always find a reason to accuse yourself um, because we're sinners. So even if um, what the person's saying is not fully true or that specific situation they're talking about is not accurate, but haven't I committed that sin at another time? Or haven't I committed any sin at any other time? So I have reason to accuse myself. <clears throat> um, he says, um, or didn't I ever do that some that same thing and get away with it? Um, he says, um, if, if uh, he says truly, if a person searches himself with the fear of God, he will find that he was always given cause for his own difficulty. Um, and so. Um, I, again, I know this is not a proper, popular response to this, especially when you're in the middle of, of, of a conflict. Um, but even if you don't find a reason, then you, you, you say, okay, forgive them for they don't know what uh, they are doing. Um, <clears throat> another thing he talks about is, well, what if, um, what if there's a person uh, minding his own business, sitting at peace and quiet, and someone else comes up and um, says a word to him, and he's, he blows up. He's, this is, he's justifiably angered. And that person made me angry. He said, um, this is false reasoning. <laughs> he said, um, it, it wasn't the one who spoke that put him in a bad mood. He says he only revealed that it already existed in him. So if someone says something to you and it makes you furious and anger to the point especially of sin, then... The problem is with you, not with the person. Um, and he says, there was something negative, or he says there was a corruption in here that was revealed. Um, and he said he had his anger inside of him, and he didn't know it. There's another story of the Desert Fathers of one person who was in the monastery, a monk, and he felt like all the, all the monks were make, making him angry. So he said, fine, I'm going to go to the desert. And just live my, by myself. Um, <clears throat> and uh, shortly after that, there was, you know how um, they have to bring their supplies and food and water and, and such. So he had th these containers of water in his cell. Um, and the wind kind of blew one over. And it spilled. And he got angry and he kicked it. <laughs> and, and then came the message from God. Um, you ran away from from the brotherhood because you thought they were the ones making you anger, angry, but the anger was still inside. Um, <clears throat> so we have to make sure that um, we don't carry around this sickness, as uh, Dorothy uh, says, um, because then it weighs us down and it changes us for the worse rather than for the better. Um, but accusing ourselves gives us strength, gives us peace, gives us joy. Okay. Um, so just some small pieces of advice. First, we say, okay, put the situation in the hands of God and, and pray with the Psalms. Um, or speak to your father of confession or your spiritual guide about it. Um, so they can help you assess the situation and your thoughts and your feelings properly. 
Um, and hopefully, if it's someone, again, if it's a father of confession, he's going to encourage you to repent about whatever needed to be repent or to correct whatever thinking that is off. Um, <clears throat> the last one is you have to look more in, inward than outward. Um, and uh, this way, um, we're going to benefit spiritually from the circumstances and learn to repent. Um, so, um, in conclusion, uh, as one of the other Desert Fathers says, Abba Sezos, um, one of the great fathers, um, uh, he, he taught his disciples to say, whatever temptation that come upon you, say, this is happening because of my sins. And if something good is happening, say, this is from the blessing and the providence of God. Um, so that way, we're not focusing on the situation. We're looking to God and saying, oh, something good happened, thank God. It's a blessing, I don't deserve it. And something bad happens, it's because of my weaknesses and my sins. And maybe this is an opportunity for me to repent and to change. <clears throat> um, and uh, an another uh, quote, uh, let us always accuse ourselves for victory, consists precisely of this. Um, it says, all the efforts of the devil are directed towards separating us from each other. Um, but he says, um, if, if we have the grace of God, he will uh, not allow the devil to fulfill his win will in us, but we will trample him speedily um, under our, our feet, as uh, St. Paul says. So may God give us strength to accuse ourselves before others accuse us, and to give us the strength and, and the wisdom to be able to see things as God sees them and use them for our spiritual benefit um, rather than looking at the worldly um, uh, things so that we can grow in grace. Um, and this year may be the year of the grace of the Lord. And glory be to him now and to the age of age.